Hey guys, my name's Elena, a.k.a. Sanofa Bantha. Thanks for listening to Not Another Nerdy Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes or on Twitter, Sanofa underscore Bantha. This is what we do. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 73. My name is Tom Van Zandt, I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my mental co-hosts. Brace yourselves, Not Nation, because he's back, he's here, he's actually here, if you can believe it or not. Mr. 110%, giving us 110% this time. D-Rock, Derek Mitras. Aren't I always on? When you're here, yes, you're on. When you're here. Game on. And the official lawyer of Not Nation, Mr. Christopher Todd. I object! (laughs) I don't know to what, but I object. You don't object to Derek being here, do you? Not at all. It's about time. How you been, Derek? Fabulous, and you? Oh, can't complain. All right, let me finish my intros before you get all chummy. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money and we have the man who brings the money. Mr. J. Money. Who forgot to turn his mic on again? I, I had to unplug it. It got tangled. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, Chris. Hey, money, going on? Wait, what kind of a? <laughs> what happened? I knew you come. I thought you were bringing. I knew you come back. What? Oh, I forgot about that. Holy fuck! <laughs> try, all right, let's try Chris, this again. Uh, hold on, hold on, um, hold on. You can't do that. Stop. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money and we have the man who brings the money. Mr. J. Money. Senior Bo. D-Rock. Chris Todd. I knew you'd come. There you go. I knew you'd come. Welcome, boys. It's been a while since the four of us have been on together. Months. Yeah. I wonder what occasion brought this on. Hmm, what could we be talking about this, this episode of Not Another Nerdy Podcast? Could it be a little... New York Comic Con 2019 coverage, perhaps? I thought we were talking about Terrificon. <laughs> you can talk about it. Money already oh. said all he needs to say, hopefully, about Terrificon. I thought we were uh, talking about uh, Retro World Expo. Oh, yeah, you can talk about that as well. But let, you know what? Derek hasn't been on in a while, so let's do the quick pleasantries. And then, Derek, why don't you tell us about New York, how everything went? Right now? Yeah, why not? It was uh, it was fabulous. We got to make fun of everyone all weekend. Yeah, whether you're there or you weren't there, of course. And um, I don't know. Good times was had with all. And who did you go with? I went with our buddy uh, Joey. Your and friend. Then, uh, your friend Joey. I went with Cowboy Rich. Cowboy. And I went with Wag Jeff. That would be Jeff Wagner. Yes. Yep, his secret identity. Uh, 
His name is Wag Jeff. Then I went with our buddy Jay Gibby. Oh, Jay uh, And who else went with us? I think that was it. Uh, I know who should have been there and wasn't. Yeah, Jay Money. Well, yes, and and myself, oh. and myself, and Chris Todd. I was, but Chris, I, I, I was never planning on going. So, yeah, I was planning on going. In fact, Derek got me a ticket, and then shit happened, and I was unable to attend. Unfortunately, so. Man, this is some bullshit. But it was nice, Derek, that you posted on the Not Another Nerdy podcast page and all that New York Comic Con coverage that you did, so I felt like I was there vicariously through you. What coverage? Exactly. I lived it. What do I, what do I need to uh, <laughs> take any pictures for? Why would you want to share it with the listeners? If you want to see pictures of Comic Con, just Google 2019 Comic Con. Just, just go on So Wizards' <laughs> Facebook page. Because they they did the exact opposite of what you did. They went overboard with their coverage. You didn't cover it at all. If you want to see on. pictures of if you want to see pictures of me, you just go on my Facebook page. If you want to see pictures of cosplayers, just Google cosplayers. You don't need to for me to take new pictures of cosplayers. Or go on Jay Money's pages. <laughs> He's yeah. got plenty of pictures yeah. of cosplayers. Exactly. Yeah, but the point you know, Jay Money meets cosplayers, so I don't have to. So. But the the point my point being, D is you were there. None of us were there. You could have tweeted some shit. You could you could have did something to, I don't know, bring attention to the podcast. I mean, I took shit. a picture of the Deadpool Pope. You, you did. Because I thought that was you. And then I went to go say hi to you, but you ran away and like got like a corn dog or something. Yeah, I'm not the Pope. I don't know what you mean. Hey, you've got a lot of nerve. <laughs> This is why. This is why, Derek. This is why we don't do once a week shows. Why? Because. What's the point? Oh, oh boy. I even offered my recording services to another podcast, and said podcast didn't have the decency to meet us in person in New York to say hi to us and hang out with us. Oh, yeah. Which podcast is that? Names will not be dropped in uh, this episode. Okay. Name, um, names with redacted to protect the innocent or not exactly. so innocent. Yeah. <laughs> Your lawyer's here. You can uh, speak freely. The best part about Comic-Con is how we were all there the day before Comic-Con and we were all in bed by 1030 at night. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> but the, Good thing you went early, huh? <laughs> so you could party, the, party up The best thing about that was when it was like a thousand degrees and raining. So we literally couldn't go anywhere because it was hot as fuck. And then we couldn't walk anywhere because <laughs> it was like downpouring. So we just went back to the hotel room after food and watched AEW wrestling. Wow, I'm so I'm so glad I didn't go. It was a it was it was a momentous momentous time uh, the night before. I can't imagine how hot it was at the con. No, the con was fine because really? the next day was fine. It was just the day before, the night before. So I thought maybe the day before they were moving all the stuff in, so all the heat got inside the building. No, no, it was well, fine. Well, that's good. Yeah, at, not at all. At what point did Rich get into a fight with some guy at Walmart over a BB-8? Cowboy. They had these Lego BB-8 sets on clearance at Walmart. And... I was just going to say, can we guess, on clearance. Yep, and Rich Cowboy. was going to buy one, but he went down the aisle and he saw some guy was going to get two of them, and Rich like was... Goes to the guy, oh, are you going to get both of those? And the guy's like, yeah, so. 
and and then Cowboy Ray says something to the effect of, "Well, what if I punch you in the face?" <laughs> <laughs> Who said so, that? Rich Cowboy Rich. Cowboy. Rich said that to a complete stranger. Yeah, so he he threatened another fellow Lego collector's life with or, a punch to the face. For BBA, it was not, it was not even a good set. You got to be kidding me. It's not like he was he found like a new case of Lego Star Wars blind bags or something. Rich, Rich, you're a 50-year-old man. Dude, just and because, a grandfather. Just be and a grandfather. Just because you're called the cowboy doesn't mean this is the wild fucking west. You cannot <laughs> threaten to punch people. Chris Todd, what do you say on this? As rich what? as yeah, as that, as, that as rich as to punch strangers is a bad idea. No, what would you say? Yeah, to, what would you say, behind that one? What would you say to Cowboy Rich? I would say don't don't threaten to punch strangers in the face, especially not over a shitty new trilogy Star Wars character. Isn't that technically R two fucking D two? Threatening threatening someone is that's assault, right? No, that's a threat. Oh, it, I thought assault and battery. I thought assault was the threat and battery was actually hitting someone. No. Batteries um, with a bat. All right. Here, here's your, your quick legal lesson. Yay. A threat is a threat. If I say I'm going to kick your ass, that's a threat. Okay. If I go up to you and I hold my fist back like I'm going to punch you, but I don't actually hit you, that's an assault. Okay. If I follow through and punch you, that's a battery. Ah. I have been legally schooled. Thank you for that the, free piece. Assault of... is putting someone in the imminent fear of harm. Okay. And okay. a battery is an actual unconsented to harmful touching. Gotcha. And if you hit a raccoon with your car, that's assault and battery with a car. Well, not really, because r- raccoons aren't offered the same protections under the law as humans. Hitting it with your car, that was that was just... Dumb luck. Raccoonicide? <laughs> Absolutely. That fucking raccoon had it coming, though. It was also car aside because my fucking car got destroyed. And you know, can I just a car that couldn't handle a fucking raccoon? Since since Derek brought it up, I just want to say that raccoon caused so much havoc in my life. That one fucking animal doesn't even realize what it did to me on its way out. Because not only did it fucking cause my accident and take out my car. It ultimately resulted in me quitting the So Wizard podcast. <laughs> You're fulfilling your destiny. And that's a true but story. You wouldn't have us, so that raccoon actually did, a, did you a favor. Well, he did you guys a favor, but he did me no favors. I mean, he sent my life into upheaval. And then as a result of that, because I didn't have the car and I had trouble getting around for a few weeks, not to rehash old things, but... Joey and I ended up getting into a fight <laughs> because I showed up late to record one night, which I don't know why we were fighting over that. I was always late to record. We always recorded late at night. But because of the fact that I had no vehicle, no reliable transportation, I was late to record. I got pissed off at him for not being understanding about it, and that's why I quit So Wizard. A big, fat overreaction. But thank you, Raccoon, I guess. Fucking Raccoon. Thank you, Hackmaster12. Who's Hackmaster Boy, Tom, 12? Sounds like, it sounds like you wish you were back at Soul Wizard. Well, no. I mean, I, I'm happy to be here with you guys, but I'm not proud or happy with the way things ended. Can I say that? Do what must be done. I, I don't like the way it went south. I wish I had handled it differently. 
But were you happy the way things started with us, though? <laughs> you know, the glass is always half full, Tom. I, I, to be honest, Derek, I'd have to go back and listen to episode zero. Not even episode one, nope. but episode zero of Not Another Nerdy Podcast to refresh my memory on how it went when we first I started. I still this. can't believe we're talking about this. It's been three years. We're only talking yeah. about it because Derek brought up the raccoon, and that's a sore subject. Oh, I didn't even remember that story. Yeah. Can I get on my Comic-Con review? Absolutely. I thought you just totaled your car like a, a couple weeks ago. <sighs> That's a whole different, that's a different incident. That's a different car. I. That's why I'm so confused. No, I, I have a habit of totaling cars, and it's never my fault. And you drive for a living. Go figure. Go figure. All right, go ahead, Derek. And, and so, just so for the record, that's why I didn't go to New York, because I totaled my car yet again about a month and a half mm. ago. And then I had to buy a new car, which, by the way, this time I bought it from Derek. So Derek oh, can thank God. Derek can never bitch that I never <laughs> bought a car from him again because we bought a car from him. We got a nice Honda Accord from him. Thank you, Derek. Well, technically, your wife was on the paperwork, so you didn't technically buy the car. Listen, dude. <laughs> now, le- le- legally, I can't really go over any details of the transaction. All right, time. but dude. It's my vehicle. She's driving it. I inherited the if she If she truck. died, it'd be your vehicle. But she's not dead yet, so... Anyways, yeah. get back to New York, please. All right, so that was the best part of the, the weekend, and that didn't even happen on the weekend. That was just on the way down there. The story was told, so that that was really funny. And so we all hopped in a van, and we drove down there. We, we did a little toy hunting on the way down there. Nothing really uh, good was found, though, and no BB-8s were harmed in the, in the toy run down in New York. Now, um, I don't understand. No. Did Joey and Mark go down with you guys? Mark did not. Just no, uh, our Gibby. friend Joe, Joey did. Okay. Our friend Joey and Jay Gibby. Yep. And then. Yeah. Ticket Jay Gibby. Yes. Hey Derek, what days did you go down for? Wednesday, Thursday. But really, what? all they did was go down Wednesday just to go to sleep at the hotel and be there Thursday Bas- morning when the con basically. started. Basically. Yeah. The con. And then we went out to eat at uh, some bar, and Rich wanted a Jack honey drink and they didn't have any so rich did didn't thre- know what to order did he threaten to punch the guy because they didn't have that? no but then he didn't know what to order and he was acting like he was buying a house and i yelled at him that he- <laughs> uh your call dropped out derek i don't know where you went you there anybody there I'm yeah, here. Remember, he said he can only record till eleven. It's eleven oh one, so that's so it. He's done. He cut out. <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, the Xbox controller uh, yeah. freaked out. It's always so. something with not another nerdy podcast, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So after that, Rich says I want a. Uh, he wanted a grape, vodka, and Red Bull, and they didn't have any grape vodka. Did they have a BB-8 for <sighs> so him? So then, Rich. No, so that he had to have the guy go down the list of flavored vodkas that they had. Jesus Christ, Rich, order a drink from their drink menu. How about you just order a fucking beer? God Jesus damn it. Jesus Christ, you're a man. Drink brown liquor. I'm so mad. I'm I'm so glad I didn't go, Derek. I would have smacked him. I love you, Rich, but Jesus Christ. Because you guys went to my favorite place, and I would have been uh, there. We, we did. Yeah. Yeah, Lily's. It wasn't that good. So go on. And then it was just hot as balls in there because it was a thousand degrees that night and we were going to watch the baseball game there. And then we just ended up going back to the hotel. So 
<sighs> so that was the fun, uh, fun, fun first night. So wow, uh, you would have you would have went home, Jay Money. It was too hot for you. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm glad I didn't go. And then uh, we woke up in the morning, had breakfast at the deli across the street. Then we uh, took a Uber over to the con. We got there around like 10:30, and we walked in, and the line was kind of big to get in, like the you know the coat check or not the coat check, uh, the bag check, and all that crap. And when we got up to the lines, we all kind of got in different lines because they had like 10 different lines. So Jeff was in one line and Rich was in another and I was in one and I got through pretty quick. And I just looked back and Jeff's just like shaking his head in disgust, like throwing his hands in the air (laughs) (laughs) that he he couldn't even get into the show yet. He's like, this is ridiculous. I go, Jeff, it's the, yeah, I I knew he was hating. It's the first day. What do you you think? Are you just going to like walk right in? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I asked Joey how wag Jeff was, and he just <laughs> described him as miserable. I said, "Well, that's just Jeff in general." No, got- it, it wasn't bad. I, he had a good time. He he, he said some of the lines were just kind of crazy. He said if it was like that all the time, he probably wouldn't do it again. But he had a good time. He actually got stuck with Rich for a little while by himself, and he didn't mind him. I thought they were gonna like kill get each other uh, <laughs> over the weekend, but no, they were fine. And they're gonna and, punch like, each Rich- other over a Lego set or something. Well, Rich can't stop talking about the Mandalorian. Like he, Rich is on the verge of ruining the Mandalorian for me. Like he ruined Cloverfield for me because I um, never saw Cloverfield. Because when that movie came out, all he did was talk about that movie, and I didn't want to see it after that. Cowboy. <laughs> so I have a feeling that the Mandalorian is going to turn into that because he talks about that and the toy and the Lego Mandalorian and the TV show and everything. I don't even want. I don't even care about it now. Oh. I might not even sign up for Disney Plus because they're rich. <laughs> So, so anyway, him. All he's going to do is buy all the toys and then six months later sell them, anyways. Exactly. <laughs> so he was, he yeah. was at the sideshow booth and he was looking at all the new Mandalorian sideshow figures with, with Jeff and some guy, some other weird guy came over. Jeff told me the story. So that's why I wanted Jeff on the show. Another but, weird guy. Yeah. So then some guy's like, oh, wow, look at that cool Boa Fett. And then Rich is like, all serious, like, no, 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 that's not Boba Fett. That's the Mandalorian. It's oh a new character from a new show that's coming out on Disney. Oh. <laughs> and, and Jeff said he was guy. talking to the guy for like 10 minutes about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> At what point did Rich take out his phone and start showing him pictures of his collection? I think he showed him some of the Legos he had. <laughs> the 5,000 uh, Stormtrooper uh, minifigures he has. <sighs> or whatever the hell he has. So then they had a life. They, then they had the replica Unicron oh, uh, toy no, there oh from, from Haslabs. Yeah, I didn't even get to see it. I didn't get to go to that part of the show. Uh, all I can see, yeah, you, you need two days there easily to touch everything there. Mm. So after that, Rich said he wanted to buy. T- he, he's going to order two of those Unicrons. How much are they? They're five seventy five plus tax and shipping. <laughs> so I did. The, I, I looked it up, and it was like six fourteen shipped for one of them. Oh my god. And Rich said he's going to get two of them. Cowboy. Well, he and then complains and, and then complains about uh, everything else in bills. He did buy the Ultimate Millennium Falcon, which was like eight hundred dollars. So I wouldn't a Lego. Put it, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to, to buy that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Unicron is awesome. It's just a lot of money. And no, nah, that ain't worth. It. He's going to end up selling one of them. Well, yeah, he's not having two of them, so he can, you know, bring one to work. <laughs> it's inevitable. Hey, That's... Derek, how big is it? Is that Unicron? I think it's supposed to be two feet tall. Oh, that's it? Yeah, Jesus. it's not like in actual scale with the other Transformers. 
It's well, not I, like in scale, like bigger than the planet Earth, Chris. Right. It's not. It's not the size of the moon, Chris. I expected more along the lines of the size of the USS flag. It'd be a little bit more than five hundred and seventy-five dollars if it was the size of the moon. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> all right, Derek. So talk about the show. Right. Enough about Rich. So, Rich is so going to listen to this I, episode and get all pissy and mad. And my friends. Don't love me. We love you, Rich. He's never going to listen. Yes, he will. He's never listened to one episode. Trust me, he'll listen. When he he finds out it's New York Comic Con coverage, he'll check it out just to see what Derek says. Jeff said when they were walking around by themselves, Rich made some comment or something. Like, I'm just really glad I was able to spend the week with my good friends. Right. Except Tom, (laughs) because I bailed. No, he was mad you didn't go. I know he, he was. He didn't care about he didn't care about Jay Money not being there, but he was he was mad that Tom didn't go. No, I know. So. Was he mad Doctor Bill didn't go? Oh, uh, well, we didn't even talk about Doctor Bill. Oh well, no, no, no one don't anymore. No one even asked about uh, bananas, so I was, was thrown right. off. Yeah. yeah. So you know how I bought that John Byrne book, right? Oh yeah. Tell them so about. I, tell I, the boys about that. I didn't even tell Jay Money about this, so I I bought this. John Byrne exclusive IDW artifact book. And, and for not nation, not nation, John Byrne is a f- famous comic book writer and artist, and we are big fans of his work. And he very rarely, never does convention appearances, but he was at New York Comic Con. Go ahead, D. Yeah, I looked, and this was his first convention where he was actually signing in the last five years. Crazy. And yeah, basically every X Men movie that they've ever made, good or bad were based upon stories that he that he was involved with, either writing or uh, drawing. Yep. So they did this artifact book, so it's like an oversized hardcover comic book, and it has all his original art and sketches and all this stuff, panels. Oh, it's amazing. And there was a special black and white cover that had all Avengers and uh, Captain America and stuff like that on it for the Comic-Con show. So you had to pre-order it. So if you how pre-ordered much, it, how it, much was, was that? it was two two hundred bucks, and they normally go for a hundred and twenty-five for these artifact books because I actually have a uh, I have a Mike Zek uh, Marvel Comics artifact book that has all his like you know Marvel work in it. Oh, he's amazing and too. If you got this, you can bring up to five items for him to sign any any five items that are. Uh, you know, non-IDW. Nice. But if you want to bring any IDW stuff that he does, like Star Trek or Planet of the Apes, you can bring as many as that as you want. But, you know, no one cares about that crap. So. Right. They want they want She-Hulk and they want X-Men and his other projects signed. Correct. Man of Steel. Yeah. Alpha Flight. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was the best part. The, the second I open it up, the inside cover is a full spread, um, full-size uh, Alpha Flight characters. Amazing. Like, the, fir- the first page. I'm like, this This is the best book I've ever bought in my life. When the fuck is Marvel going to bring Alpha Flight into the goddamn MCU? Uh, that'd be awesome. Oh. Oh, and they have a Canada version MCU. They'll they'll do that. <laughs> It'll just be Alpha Flight and Wolverine and Chris Jericho. So. That's it. So I, I, I had pre-ordered the book, so I knew that I was going to, you know, have it ready for me at the at the table. So I did a couple other things, ran around to the super seven booth, ran to the FYE booth, entertainment earth booth, uh, uh tops digital card, uh, had a booth, uh, a bunch of other tables. So then around like, I don't know, one o'clock I go over there and halfway through the day and they're like, Oh, the line's capped. And I'm like, huh, what do you mean? The line's capped. It's not even that, that many people in line. Like, well, he's only signing for a little while and then he's, 
you know, taking a break. And well, like, whoa, 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 I already bought this book. Don't tell me I'm not going to get his autograph. <laughs> right. And they go, well, just come back at five. And he's, he's signing again. And I'm like, uh, okay, but the show closes at seven. Okay, whatever. So we're, we're going do our thing. Me and my friend Joey walk around. And then we come back around 4.15 and figure they'd start lining up early. And we're like, yeah, we'll just line up here. At 4.30, they cap the line again. Oh, Luckily, no. Luckily, we're, we're already there in line. I'm like, well, what the hell is this? Right. So, <laughs> so we got our books already and so he signed the hardcover hold, book hold on a second I, I, wait a second pause your story for a second i just nightmare scenario let's say you weren't there when they capped the line again then what would have happened you paid two hundred dollars for that exclusive book does that mean you don't get it signed by him after all that correct you would just i would just get the book oh that's horseshit i'd ask for a refund I, the whole I, point of exactly. paying 200 bucks for that book is so you can get john Byrne to sign it exactly yeah all right go ahead continue so we got up there. He was really quiet, didn't really say much, but just like, you know, polite and, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, right to the point. And mm-hmm. we got our book signed. I got a Incredible Hook uh, 316 signed, I believe. I'll put a picture up of all the books I got signed uh, six months later with my New York <laughs> Comic Con uh, <laughs> social media presence. <laughs> Yeah, well, why, why the hell am I going to post that shit right away anyway? Everyone else is blowing up social media with it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to post it when it when it matters. Okay. When there's nothing else going on. When in the, the world. hype dies down. Exactly. Okay. Fair so, enough. well, money waited a week after to change the Twitter handle to not another nerdy podcast, not at New York Comic Con. A week after New York Comic Con, money. No one's at New York Comic Con right now. I didn't no, that was. That. That was me. Oh, that was you, Derek. Yeah. Oh my God, Joey and I were totally making fun of that. Yeah. So okay. I thought it was funny. All right, yeah. That is funny. So, yeah. Is it funny um, now that D-Rock did it and not me? No, it would have been funny. I thought it was you saying you weren't there. Never mind. Now it's not funny at all. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. You ruined it. All right, all right. I'll say not in every podcast. Not podcast one, not at Retro World now. <laughs> there you go. Not at Terrific Con. Yeah. So, so the the best part is there's some wicked big nerd behind us in line and he had the hardcover book and he had five other items and his five other items were random hardcovers of I didn't even see what they were, but he had a specific tab and each one of what page he wanted signed. Mm-hmm. And the guys, the line monitors were giving him shit like, I don't know if Mr. Burns going to go for that. And, and the guy's like, well, I want him to sign on this page because that's the page that he drew a character in, you know, like that crap. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking John Byrne. He'll fucking, if he wants to sign your fucking ass cheek, right. he will. Like, <laughs> You're going to let him sign wherever him. the fuck he wants. Yeah. Was so, he personalizing so, so, signatures or no? No, and we didn't even ask him that i don't think he was so they put the it was like a you know you were like holding a a tray in line at school for your hot lunch and that's what it felt like you're just holding this giant book with your small comics on top and like you know going to the next line over (laughs) waiting for the lunch lady to drop the slop on your tray (laughs) yeah basically so so i put mine on the table and i'm just like waiting for my turn and we when we we go up to john Byrne, and right after we go up to him the guy the nerd behind us puts his stuff on the table and he kind of has his stuff almost touching our books Uh he has his his cover like open and it's almost touching our book and john Byrne just took his hand and like flicked it closed the other guy's book like really like (laughs) you know like asshole-ish it was really cool though the way he did so he uh 
he pulled a Bruce Campbell maneuver on the guy. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, give me some room. I'm signing this guy's book first. You know, nice. Like that. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Hey, at least yeah, he didn't so fling was... the book across the table like Bruce Campbell did to me. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we we covered that on a previous podcast, so I won't go into that again. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Cool. So what was so, the got... highlight of New York Comic Con for you? Probably, probably just hanging out with my good friends. That's some bullshit. No, no, not at all. Okay, um, cowboy. Probably making fun of everyone and meeting John Byrne. <laughs> you don't I've have to go to New other... York to make fun of everyone, though. Yeah, but you, you, not, not often do you have them all in one van to make fun of everyone in person. That's true. So, um, One hotel room. Yeah, one hotel room. Mm-hmm. And we got to watch AEW as, as a, as a good, uh, good group of friends. What did uh, that was cool. Wag Jeff think of that? Uh, he he was he was into it. Really? He was mad that the Oakland A's were were losing. So I can't believe he's an Oakland A's fan. Mm-hmm. So what was the down point of New York Comic Con for you, Derek? Uh, it was the busiest I've ever seen it in the fourteen years I've been going there. Really? It was the first day, and I. It felt like Saturday. I could I was not believe say, Thursdays how crazy are usually it was. manageable. Nope. No, I, I I was just shocked at how busy it was. Huh. And have we they were finished there. the remodel on the Javits Center yet? Nah, no. Nah, that'll happen like 2030. That's when I'll that's go not, next. That's, that's not going to happen. That'll be the next time I'm there. If Wag Jeff can go and handle it, I'm sure you can, J Money. We'll see. It was cheap. It was affordable. I got to get a. Uh, vehicle from work. Uh, it was very, very inexpensive. It was probably more expensive to go to Retro World than it was to go there. That's a good segue. Mm-hmm. You done talking about New York, D? I can go on, but I'll stop. <laughs> well, I mean, there's if there's so much, there's there's so much other stuff to if, talk about. If there's a story worth sharing, you should share it. Any good stories on the drive home? Driving I'm home. trying to figure it out. So you guys left and you left Joey there? Is that what happened? We left that night after we oh. got back to the hotel and got all of our stuff in the van. And where uh, did he be during all this? Well, he was kind of wandering around the show by himself. Oh. And then he met up with us and went home with us. So everyone went home except for Joey. Okay. Because Joey, so Joey had press Our friend passes. Joey took a Uber to the other hotel where he was staying that oh. evening because he didn't stay at our hotel oh probably moved this on I was moved on up to a swankier hotel no more like skankier hotel i, was I think just gonna say, I doubt <laughs> it. so we didn't i was thinking we ate before we left but no we we ended up eating on, on the way home and it wasn't bad driving home we didn't really get stuck at all traffic was traffic was fine even getting there was it was fine so that i was glad about that so because we left late Friday night, so we probably got home around midnight, and we left around eight. I don't know. I mean, we probably stopped for like a half hour. Well, what did you do Friday? Friday we were home. Well, you said you left late Friday night. No, sorry, Thursday night. Oh, okay. After the show, so we went to the show Thursday, and then we drove home Thursday night. Okay. Friday and actually, because I, I was... drove there and drove back, and I thought I was going to be destroyed, and I was I was pretty good actually. 
Uh, me and Cowboy Rich went to the hotel gym in the morning, so that was pretty exciting. He had his uh, muscle muscle tank top on. Oh boy! With all the definitions popping out, so that was what did that was him good. and Jeff end up buying anything? Jeff bought a Ghostbusters exclusive and a Muppets exclusive piece at the Diamond Select booth. Speaking of the downside of near Comic Con, I didn't see any mini mates or any GI Joes at Comic Con, Tom. Really? And not only that, I yelled at the Diamond Select booth because they didn't have any mini mates for sale. So I was with Jeff and I was yelling at the guy at the counter. I'm like, dude, it's fucking New York Comic Con. You don't have any mini mates? And they're like, oh, no, we didn't bring any. I'm wow. like, okay, you make them in this Comic-Con. Why wouldn't you bring them for, you know, to sell? And he's like, well, have you heard of Luke's Toy Store online? I said, I know where to fucking go online to buy toys, moron. This is fucking <laughs> okay. Comic-Con. I want my mini-mates. Yeah, they didn't have any New York Comic-Con exclusives? No. Wow. They did, but not, not mini-mates. Wow. So I'm like, WTF, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, NECA has a booth. They have exclusive NECA figures. Super 7 has exclusives. You know, I got an exclusive translucent purple Megatron. So it's like not a Nerd Podcast official mascot Iceman, but in purple Megatron version. Nice. And he's less gay. Yes. Yes. Not that, Megatron, there's not, wrong, not, not that there's anything wrong. Not that there's anything wrong, wrong with that, that if you're a Transformer. Jeff got that too. He he bought one of those because he has a he has a pen pal uh, in Chile in the country of Chile. Wait, what? That buys. Yes, he has a pen pal uh, from the land of Chile. Come, come and on. what? Yeah, you, you didn't know this. What is this? What is, what is what? No. So you know, because Jeff is a big uh, eBay connoisseur, so he sells. You know, three hundred. He always has three to four hundred items for sale at any given time on eBay. So this guy's been buying stuff from him on eBay for 10, 15 years, and then they just became like you know pen pals, like email buddies. So it's not even a chick. No, it's just some dude. <laughs> it's just some dude who likes Star Trek and Transformers. Okay. So he was emailing Jeff because Jeff told him he was going there, and so he he made him get the uh, Super Seven Megatron exclusive piece that I got. For him, <laughs> yeah, so not only was it seventy five dollars, it's probably going to cost seventy five dollars to ship it to the land of Chile <laughs> if it even makes it there. Probably get held up in customs. They'll be like, "What the hell is this?" Like you probably got to like pack that onto a the back of a donkey and you know smack it <laughs> on its ass and have it you know walk down there or something. <laughs> like, what is the delivery service in that country? Uh, I'm sure they have FedEx. What if Hackmaster Twelve is from Chile? Who is Hackmaster Hackmaster 12? What is this reference you keep making? Jay Money, tell Tom who Hackmaster 12 is. I have no clue. That's the guy who gave us our one-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh. Oh. Come on. I forgot. That was like three years ago. That was a long time ago, D. Yeah. How can he not remember this? Because I don't care. (laughs) You, You were more mad about him than you were at... At uh, so Blizzard, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure so Blizzard had a hand in his existence, so it was all kind of tied together in my mind. Where was that guy from? Chile? <laughs> yeah, Hackmaster Twelve is from Chile. <laughs> That's keep, the guy who's keep up, Jeff. Keep up, Guatemala. Money. Where's Christopher Todd? Is he even here anymore? Yeah, I'm right. oh. what's up? Oh, nothing. He's from <sighs> the USA. Can I get a score update? Thirty-five, fourteen. Pat's 43 seconds to go. All right. I feel pretty confident about our chances. 
They covered the spread. I'm glad I made that $20 bet with that Giants fan from work, sucker. And Pats have possession, so game's over. There you go. Sweet. Wow. And in other sports news, the Astros have advanced to the American League Championship Series where they'll lose to the Yankees. Yeah, we'll see about that. Why are the Astros in the American League? They moved them. Holy shit, money. They realigned the leagues five years ago. Yeah, where you been? Oh. <laughs> I only pay attention to the Red Sox. I don't pay attention to any other baseball. <laughs> the Red Sox have been playing the Astros. They played them in the playoffs last year. <laughs> they had to go through the Astros to get to the World Series. I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> True Game baseball over, fan 35, right 14. Sweet. You somehow missed the entire middle round of the playoffs last I year? I think I was working. Jesus <laughs> I didn't watch any until the World Series. All right. Now, at least the truth shall set you free. Now that yeah. makes sense. Do you remember who they played in the World Series, Money? <laughs> Mets? No, the Dodgers. The Mets. <laughs> Well, they wear blue. They played the Mets in 86. You're close. The Dodgers? <laughs> I'm not confident, but I think it was the Dodgers. Okay. You can yes, be you can Dodgers, you can funny. be confident about that. Okay. More okay. confident than the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> they did play the Mets though at one point, right? Sports talk. Our nerdy listeners are loving this right now. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> Nerds come in all shapes and sizes. Um, we don't discriminate here. It's true. We don't. Wow, it's already 1130. Want to go to bed or something? I want to. Oh, all right. All right, well, thanks for joining in with us on this episode of Not Nerd Podcast. <laughs> Everyone say goodnight. <laughs> well, that's not a proper sign-off at all. Bye-bye. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of my lovely and talented co-host, we're not doing recommendations, I guess. We're just going to cut it. Uh, <laughs> D-Rock, Derek Mitris. I have a recommendation from two years ago. Okay. Don't don't watch Justice League. Okay. I haven't yet. So I'm <laughs> taking are your... Are you serious? No, I have not seen it. Well, when uh, are we going to get your review of it? You never... I did oh. finally watch Aquaman, and that wasn't terrible. Did you watch Bumblebee? I did not. Tom. What? You got to watch that. I will. I will. It's so good. That's the only movie review that I agree with Jay Money. Thank you. <laughs> no, you both agree on The Last Jedi, finally. What are you talking about? Jay Money likes The Last no, Jedi. He, no, he does not. I like what one scene. When did this happen? He likes the throne room fight, and the rest of it is shm- sh- crap. Rose is so bad, they took her out of all the marketing of the new movie. I know. We we were going to talk they about did? that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. They took her, like, all the, like, stuff that got, you saw, like, uh, pre-releases, like, t-shirts and stuff. When it mm. got released, she was mysteriously gone. What? Yeah. I didn't even know she was going to be in the next movie. Of course. She's in it. Oh, why? Probably not much. Oh, God. Maybe they can kill her off in the first five minutes. <laughs> you guys are awful. She could be like a Jeff Goldblum appearance in the last Jurassic World movie. Oh, man, that was pointless, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, you saw, oh, you saw that, but you didn't see Bumblebee. That's right. Come on, Tom. I like dinosaurs. You don't like John Cena? I don't like Transformers. I don't like this version of Transformers. Oh my god! Oh, you don't even know what it, what version it is. It's the Michael Bay shit. No, it's not. No, it's different. All right, I'll check it out. All right, and on that note, uh, Mr. Christopher Todd. Yo. <laughs> and the man who brings the money. I never talked about Retro World. That's okay. No, we'll... There's nothing to talk about. No one was there anyway. <laughs> oh, Derek. What? Easy killer. I saw I saw the pictures. All I right. was there. I know, but no one was behind you. On that note, bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. I still have no sign off. <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> Thanks, D, for showing up. Is that part one? <laughs> when are we going to do part two? <sighs> Another time, perhaps. Oh, okay. I saw some dinosaurs. You did? Yeah, when I was in Denver. Oh, that's right. We didn't ask you about Denver. No, it's Denver's not going anywhere. <laughs> we had fun in Denver, didn't we? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we did. Someday we'll have to talk about that entire trip, <laughs> like on a podcast. What'd you guys go? We went for the very first Star Wars celebration. Oh shit! In celebration yeah. of, in celebration of Rose. That's right. Not being in the prequels. I took pre-workout. I told you I was going to take pre-workout, so that's right. I can't go to bed for a while. I might go to the gym and then come back and call you for another episode. <laughs> that sounds good. Do that. I'm going to go eat something because I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is pre-workout? Steroids? No, just like caffeine. It's like drinking a coffee at midnight. Not the best of ideas. coffee at midnight. Oh, make you poop. Pre-workout doesn't make you poop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to lose that couple of pounds before you go into a workout. Gym tip from D-Rack. You always got to clean out the fucking chamber before you go in for a workout. I do. That's why I have my oatmeal and bananas usually before... Nah, I clean out the clean it out. Clean colon before I go into workout. Nothing to worry about. No farting on the treadmill, nothing. Oh my god. All right, later guys. All right, later money. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> why did you why did you shut Jay Money off, Tom? He, I didn't. He he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you maniacs. Are we going to record this weekend again? What are we going to record this weekend? What or when? What? What are we going to? We just recorded about New York. What are you talking about? We didn't talk about Chris's trip. Yeah. It's not nerdy. We we didn't talk about what you were doing. I didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) What were you you doing for my whole vacation? I worked. (laughs) That's exciting. All right. I'm starving. (laughs) I'm going to eat now. All right. later. Later. Hey, uh, Chris and Money, you guys there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's up, Tom? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, Derek's New York Comic Con coverage was okay, but he really just talked about Cowboy Rich.
and uh, and I love Cowboy Rich, and I love hearing Cowboy Rich stories. But I think our listeners deserve a little more in-depth New York Comic Con recap coverage. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm all up for it. Hey, why not? So I have someone I'm going to call on right now, and I believe she's available, and she's going to give us some true in-depth New York Comic Con coverage for Not Nation. And I'm going to introduce... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, back again... The official librarian of Not Nation, Kate. How y'all doing tonight? <laughs> What's going on, Kate? Not much. I've got some red wine, and I'm ready to spill some tea. Not red wine. This stuff's expensive. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. Also, it stains. So, gentlemen, first of all, thank you for having me back. Hey, thanks for coming on. Apparently, I did a good job the first time around. Yeah, we've had nothing, nothing but positive feedback, right, Money? No, nothing. Everyone loves Kate. That's right. Everyone <laughs> loves Kate. <laughs> Everybody loves Kate. And Kate, can I tell you something? Yes. The Wonder Twins are really activating in that sweater tonight. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Here come the cheesy pickup lines, ladies and gentlemen. I should have warned you. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I did tell Chris the next time that he that I was on the show, he had to bring all his cheesy pickup lines. Thanks for that. This is completely independent. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Hit her with another one, Chris. Get it out of your system. He's got to be natural. Just keep talking. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) That's how we did it when I was on Dudes in Toyland. They just slid them in when I least expected it. That's what she said. And I knew I set that one up. (laughs) So, Kate, just to give you an FYI of what has happened thus far, we've actually been recording for almost an hour now. Bless. (laughs) Bless. <laughs> yeah, we we've had um, we had D Rock on. Oh, how lovely! Yeah, and he gave us his version of New York Comic Con, but he was only there for Thursday. You, however, were there all four days representing as press, and I would love to hear about your experiences and kind of add to the New York Comic Con talk. I also want to give Money a chance to give us a little retro world review. So well, before uh, we do that, Tom, can Kate talk about meeting me and Lily and DJ because we didn't get her side of the story yet? Oh, oh yes, yeah. if you don't mind. That was I that mean, terrific con. It doesn't have to be twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. What were your <laughs> What were your impressions of Money in person? What you see on the internet with Money is what you get in person. So he's a he- big plate of nachos. <laughs> 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 he's a lot of fun he's a lot of fun and so is Lily is a doll I adore her to bits and I adore you too money I th- you I had a blast actually meeting all of you in person I mean there's there's not many people in this world probably I can count on one hand that I'd be like within five minutes of meeting them hand them my beer say here take a sip it's Peroni <laughs> there you go and I wasn't so much concerned that money wanted to take a sip of my beer I was just like do you like this one because it's like <laughs> It was wet, so it tasted good. It had alcohol, so <laughs> yeah, that's all that really, matters. really all that matters. And I will say that we are going to do terrific, Mr. Librarian Kate and I are going to do Terrificon again next year. 
probably on a Saturday, as long as it doesn't conflict with FlameCon, because that's a home con for me that I cover for press. So that, and that's why we haven't really gone in the past is because the two were the same weekend, but we did enjoy ourselves and we're definitely going to go again. Cool. Awesome. And you even met Lily again. Yes, yes. So we love the Big E, the Springfield Fair. I know there's some on this call that have other opinions about that fair. Uh, <laughs> so we took a day off. Mr. Librarian Kate and I took a day off in September um, and just drove up on a Wednesday to go to the fair and spent the whole day there looking at the animals and the state houses and everything. It was like my nice little fill of IHOP goodness because the day before I was also off from work because Will from Dudes in Toyland had come to New York for on vacation and I took a day off to play tourist with them and we had a ball. That's awesome. Speaking of IHOP network, we didn't do any any of that. <laughs> we didn't pimp any of that stuff earlier in the show, did we, Money? No, we were too busy talking about the cowboy and Jeff. Cowboy. All right, so that's a perfect opportunity. Kate, why don't you tell everyone about the IHOP radio network? So this is a network of six-ish, and I'm going to say ish for a reason. I'll explain in a bit. Mm -hmm. Podcasts. So we have, of course, these lovely folks at Not Another Nerdy Podcast. Our founding fathers, for lack of a better term, dinner and a podcast. Aussie and the Palm, who I understand life's gotten in the way, and they've had a tough time finding time to record. I go on the record to say you are all missed. Also, in from our international contingent, we have Matt Lee's bringing two shows. Matt Lee's Gets Creative, which is his interview show, and he gets some pretty damn good guests, if I may say so. I and agree. then Legend in My Spare Time, which is just him and his friend doing basically what we do, shooting the breeze. There's also Dudes in Toyland with Will and Sean, which if I had to rank, uh, if I had to rank the IHOP Network podcasts, they're in my top three. You can I'm say saying, you can I'm say they're you can say they're number one, Kate. It's okay. <laughs> I I I I'm not picking a favorite child. Do not put me on the spot like that, Tom. <laughs> I love you all equally. Thank you, mommy. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. There's That's a, there's an opportunity the for a, a cheesy pickup line right there. Hey, hey, Kate. <laughs> yes. You know what the difference between me and the Hulk is? What? When I grow, my pants don't stay on. Oh. Ooh, that's another good one. Um, just for context, this but his but the, but his dick is green. It's a cock. Just, so you know. just for context, for anybody who's wondering, this whole cheesy pickup line thing started when I was on Dudes in Toyland, and Will and Sean took it as a personal challenge. I think more Will than anything uh, to come up and hit me with the cheesiest pickup lines possible, and they are so hilarious. I think by the end of the episode, I was like, I'm taking you both home with me if you if you are at the bar and competing for my affections. <laughs> so that said, there is one other podcast I forgot to mention in the IHOP network, which is Gooners in the USA for all of us soccer slash football fans, particularly of Arsenal. And rumor has it there may be another podcast joining the network. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yes, really. A cool is this, a is this breaking news? Welcome for a special news report. Uh, no, they announced it on one of their recent shows, but I knew about it too. Yeah. So one of our favorite cosplayers, Elena, who is also going to be a uh, Elena Strikes. We love Elena. Hey guys, my name's Elena, aka Sanofa Bantha, who's also going to be a Marvel cover girl. Yes, she is. 
She does a podcast with a couple of her friends that's very Star Wars based. I haven't listened to it yet, and quite frankly, I forgot the name. So, Elena, darling, if you're listening, I really apologize. But the boys that did her in a podcast have asked if she would like to join the network, and there's a possibility that may happen. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that was a very long promotion. I apologize. No, that's good. It was very thorough. I appreciated that. Mm. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Kate. Yes? You want to call up the thing in the Invisible Woman and have a fantastic foursome? Oh. Okay, you are good with the comic book ones. See, Will and Sean, Will did one really good comic book one that I think was my favorite. But you have been bringing every single one of them. I mean, if you're, if you and I are in a bar, and thank God, Mr. Librarian Kate just went upstairs to watch TV. Um, <laughs> if it was you and me in a bar, it's like hmm, I'd be going home with him later. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see my little Deadpool break down your fourth wall? <laughs> oh, okay, so you had me here for a reason, and that reason was to talk about New York Comic Con, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so you talked to D-Rock, who was only there for Thursday and was really there as a fan. You're going to now get a different perspective because I was there all four days. Lord help me. I'm getting too old for this. Mm. And I was actually working. I'm there as press. So It's been hinted on a couple other podcasts I've been on and maybe here as well, but I have this little side hustle where I do comics journalism and I review comics for a couple of sites and I run the social media for a site called multiversitycomics.com. P.S. We need writers. If you're interested, talk to me. Very cool. Um, So I was there in a press capacity for multiversity, which meant I was working all four days. And when we go to this con, we do interviews. Lots of interviews. Uh, I talked to my editor, Brian, earlier this week. And between the news coverage and the interviews that we put together, we are looking at dropping about at least 90 different news pieces. Wow. Yes. And again, that relates to com- to news that we broke the week, the days leading up to New York Comic Con and the four days of the con, plus interviews that we did, plus some panel coverage, plus a few other special features, but it is looking close to be about 90. Uh, we are, last year we did 95, and I think we're going to either come close to that or exceed that. Good. That's outstanding. So yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I bet. I'm tired, and I lived off of fried foods, coffee, and alcohol all weekend. And here I am, <laughs> making, here I am making you talk about it again. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. Don't feel bad. As I've said to folks, like, I'm exhausted. I feel like the con crud is setting in, but I got to do this with a really awesome bunch of people that are my second family. Cool. And we had fun. There was time for fun. So I, I did live tweet a couple of panels for Multiversity. We're not big on doing panel coverage, but I throw out to Brian, my boss, like, hey, can I live tweet a couple panels? And he's like, sure. So I did do Marvel's Next Big Thing panel, which actually dropped a fair bit of news um, in terms of the comics. Now, this this wasn't like Marvel. This was not Marvel Studios. This was not Marvel Television. This was strictly Marvel Comics. And come next year, there's definitely going to be some shifts in who's writing what stories. So first thing I'll ask, is anybody here reading Thor, Jason Aaron's Thor, which is just wrapping up? No. No. Okay. Hey, Kate, 
Yes. See my mule near? Ooh, I like how you just slid that in there. The big thing that broke was Jason Aaron has been on Thor for at least seven years. I think. I'm going to get the internet up my butt if I'm wrong. So, sorry, internet. (laughs) Well, they announced um, a new writer, little-known gentleman called Donnie Cates. I don't know if anybody's a fan of his work. He's doing Venom. Yes, he is. And he's doing Absolute Carnage. So, he is moving over to the Thor book starting in 2020. And it's they, they actually did the reveal in a really fun way. Him and Nick Klein, who's going to be the artist on it, were trying to pull up Mjolnir. And it was so cute with the way they did it. <laughs> oh, and then they finally lifted it? They finally lifted Which it. Which means so, they were worthy to work on the book. Ah, clever. Yeah. They, they were, they were <laughs> clever. very They were very clever about it. There's also some other writers, um, chefs. Uh, so Donny Cates also does the Guardians of the Galaxy book. And he's actually moving off of that. So and- wait, hold on. Just to put a pause in this. Going back to Chris's question of will you be his Mjolnir. Chris, are you asking if you're worthy to pick up Kate? No, oh. actually, actually, Kate, while we're on the topic of Thor, are you Jane Foster? Maybe. Because I'll hit that so hard, you'll be Thor the next day. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was actually pretty good. I'm sorry. You're, you're hitting it out of the ballpark, Chris. I'm Will, Sean, if you're listening to this. Work harder. The gauntlet has been thrown down. You may have to have me back for more pickup lines. The, the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> Exactly. The Infinity Gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> I think so, we need a crossover with those dudes. Yeah, we do. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, anyway, plenty of Marvel comic changes. This is the TLDR version of this panel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too long, didn't read for the ki- what the kids say these days, I believe. I don't know. I'm old. There's a lot of writer shifts going on that are really interesting. And I think in 2020, Marvel's setting the stage for some pretty big stuff. And I haven't even started touching on what's been going on with the X-Men and what Jonathan Hickman has been doing with setting the stage for what's being called Dawn of X. Mm-hmm. So the other panel I live tweeted, and this was purely for fun, and God bless my my boss for letting me do this. Do y'all know who Sven Gulli is? Uh, no. No. Okay. Okay. Y'all know who El- Elvira is, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Everybody knows Elvira. So Sven Gulli is in the similar vein, hosts would ho- hosted late night horror movies. The really cheesy old ones, the cheesier the better. Okay. And in the 70s and 80s, he was big in the Chicago area. But he's come back and he's gone national. Well, turns out he's going to have some little stories in some DC comic series throughout October. Like mm. little two-pagers at the end of some of the comics. And I have the list somewhere. But it's it's a little personal pet project of uh, DC publisher Dan DiDio. Because he was always a big fan. And they had a little panel to talk about how this whole relationship came to be. And it, it fits in perfectly with this idea that comics characters are always larger than life. Like why comics and wrestling have such a have such a big, strong partnership. Because it's larger than life characters. So that was really like the two big panels that I did. 
the rest of the time I was either in front of a camera or behind a camera filming an interview. And on did you, Saturday, did you interview any big name people? So I interviewed friend of dinner and a podcast, Todd Knock. Oh, well, Steve will be in his glory. He loves Todd Knock. Oh, he's Nock. seen pictures. I said to him afterwards, like, my friend Steve is a big fan of yours. Can we do a selfie so I can make him kind of jealous? <laughs> and I will say this. He is a goddamn Mr. Knock, a national treasure. There you he go. He was so nice. He's written a comic based on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nice. And it's it's really cute. And we talked a little bit about that. We talked, he's done some children's books. So I, one of my favorite questions to pitch him was, you've done Deadpool, but you've done children's books. Now pitch me a Deadpool children's book. And oh, don't boy. tell me it can't be done, because it has been done. <laughs> he came up with the best answer ever. He said it would be Deadpool and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. So a spin on the children's book, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I was like... That is genius. Yeah. And I remember looking at the camera saying, hey, Marvel, and pointing at him. Right. <laughs> so that, that he's a lot of fun to talk to. And anytime Steve from Dinner and a Podcast fanboys over him, I have to tell you, it's it's compl- I completely understand it now. He is just a warm, genuine, fun, perky presence. I swear to God, this interview is going to sound like two chipmunks who need a hefty dose of Ritalin. He's also very talented. Extremely talented. Mm -hmm. What he drew for Mystery Science Theater 3000 is he drew the interstitial panels. So the Mystery Science Theater 3000 comic takes old public domain comics and puts the MS3TK robots, Tom Servo, Crow, and I think there's one with Gypsy as well, into these old school 40s and 50s stories. So what Mrs. what Todd did was he drew sort of the in-betweens on the, on the satellite of love. And it's it's pretty it's clever. It's pretty clever. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 a comic if if you're a fan of the show, you'll like it. Cool. I know my boss is also a bigger fan of the show than I am and he wasn't he read the first one. He's like, nah, I liked it more than he did. <laughs> I did also not talk to this year, but met uh, the creator of AMC's Halt and Catch Fire, Christopher Cantwell, who is doing comics for Dark Horse and is apparently doing a Doctor Doom series for Marvel, which I just found out right before Ooh. we came on. Ooh. Yes. I love yes. me some Doctor Doom. Yes, yes. But he's also, uh, the co- he's done a couple of really interesting stories at Dark Horse, one of which is being optioned for television on AMC, so he will be possibly back on TV. That's cool. In the near future. And again, just absolute consummate gentleman, super nice guy, a lot of fun to talk to. Awesome. Funny story that Saturday I was doing some of those interviews. Um, I was I was at the Dark Horse Comics booth, and Dark Horse actually has this nice little lounge in the back. It's really cool. It's like little conference rooms with nice chairs and the posters on the walls with some of the comic covers they've done. And you get to sit back there and do the interviews, and it looks really professional. So we had three interviews back-to-back from our site. And after the second one, we had about a half-hour windows with one of my other fellow writers, Elias. And we kind of looked at the PR people. I was like, listen... By the time we walk out of here, we're probably good with all these crowds because it was Saturday and that was packed. We're going to have to turn around and walk back. Y'all mind if we just hang out here? So they just (laughs) let us sit in the back of the booth 
just for the heck of it. We had people ask us, like, excuse me, do you work here? It's like, <laughs> nope. no, we're pr- no, we're press. We have an appointment. And I looked at Elias at one point. like, I think we live here now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had been back there so many times. They were, And the, the Dark Horse PR folks were so nice. They were offering us water and sandwiches. We're like, no, no, no. The fact that you're letting us just stay here is enough so that we can make sure we keep to your schedule of interviews. Very cool. How was the Wi-Fi? The Wi-Fi was not bad. Um, in the on the show floor, it was a little. I had issues on the show floor. Yeah, I think we really did w- too. Last time we went, me and Money um, had to stand in certain areas. Yeah, yeah I found that one lawn box yeah. where I had to stand underneath the router. <laughs> Essentially, once I walked out of the show floor, you had free Wi-Fi, and it was pretty good. I could was able to get done what I needed to get done. What about texting? Because you could you text anybody? Oh yeah, I mean we had um we had text chains going because again we were we have we fit video most of our interviews. Yeah. Um, and it was a case of you need to pair up with a buddy and get the camera and make sure you have somebody who's filming for you. So we we had like a group thread, especially if someone needed somebody last minute. So we were. That's good. We were definitely able to text. Because the last time we went, I felt like I would send a text and it wouldn't get to them, somebody, for like an hour. The only place it was really tricky was, again, if you were on the show floor. And I th- and a lot of that was just you have hundreds of vendors right. who are all using Square or, or some equivalent thereof in one place. And it's yep. putting a strain on the network. What also ReadPop had rolled out this year was a system similar to the Magic Bands at Disney World, where you can have a raise a, a bracelet and add funds to it and just do the touch, you know, and pay that way. So similar, like I said, similar to if you go to Disney these days and you have a Magic Band where you can like use that as your hotel key or tap into certain rides. Hmm. I didn't see a lot of people using that. Uh, there's a rumor going around that. Read Pop is going to roll that out even more next year and encourage vendors to be completely cashless. Oh boy. That's some bullshit. I do not think personally that is a very good idea. Not at all. There are some folks that are still going to want to pay cash. Absolutely. For I don't trust reasons. I don't trust those fucking things. No thank you. And and truth be told there was not there was a previous year where I'm pretty convinced that one of my credit cards got compromised yeah. at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a fan of this idea. I hope that they still tried. I think it's very innovative, but I don't want to see it on a wide scale without those kind of security controls in place. Agreed. One so, thing I go I ahead. I remember which state it was. I just read the story last night. But one state has actually just banned cashless businesses. Wow. I want to say it's like Wisconsin or Michigan. It's a Midwestern state. But yeah, some some states already gone ahead and banned completely cashless businesses. Yeah. It's uh, some people just and some people do like cash at cons for budgeting reasons. Sure. Uh, it keeps you from overspending, which quite frankly is something I'm guilty of. Even when I'm running around working, I still find time to go shopping. Crazy. Yeah. In terms of cosplay, I have to say, and I don't know if Derek talked about this, but the hottest cosplay I saw was definitely anything Disney. Yeah. Particularly Disney princesses. And this was because you had two of the Disney princess voices, Jodie Benson, who was Ariel and the Little Mermaid, and Paige O'Hara, who was Belle and Beauty and the Beast, at a panel. So you had a lot of folks dressed up as Disney princesses 
definitely more on the little mermaid and a lot of that i think has to do with it's the 30th anniversary of the of the animated film i saw so much little mermaid cosplay second only was stranger things oh yeah and that's something i had been seeing all summer somebody got those ice cream parlor scoops ahoy Oh my gosh. At one point I looked around, I was like, did they close the store? (laughs) Everybody's here. But somebody got that to market so fast because not only did I see a ton of it at New York Comic Con, but I saw it at Terrificon and I saw it when I went to FlameCon in New York City. Crazy. But I also saw a lot more Harper's and I saw a lot of Eleven in her 80s getup, which if you've seen the show, when she goes full-on 1980s teenager, I'm like, I wore that kind of stuff when I was 11. It's pro- I, This is like this is my closet circa 1989. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few Jokers. I didn't see a lot of Jokers. And I was... I bet you, know, you saw about- a lot of Deadpools. I did see a Deadpool dressed as Scoops Ahoy because it is a truth universally acknowledged that whatever the hot cosplay of the moment is, there will be a Deadpool version of it. There was a Pope Deadpool there. Oh, I love Pope Deadpool. He's one of those cosplayers I look for every single con. It's like, it's Pope Deadpool. It's like, and I will say to him, your eminence, does this count as my Sunday mass obligation? He always says yes. And I'm like, good. I feel better about myself now. This is the Pope. The church does not condone the Deadpool character portraying the Pope. Thank you. Thanks, Pope. May God God have mercy on his soul, right, Your Holiness? Yes. I will tell you one thing you are going to see next year, and it's going to be Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because this is Harley Quinn's world right now, Mm -hmm. and we're all just living in it. DC's booth... And if you're, for those who remember me being on when we talked about San Diego and I talked a lot about how DC really didn't have a presence at San Diego. Oh, they had a presence at New York Comic Con. And it was all Harley Quinn's world and we're just living in it. And it's the combination of the animated series that's dropping on DC Universe, which is supposed to be very good. And the Birds of Prey film, which just had its trailer drop about two days before New York Comic Con started. Which, by the way, meh. Didn't do shit for me. I'm liking it. I, why I, Why call it Birds of Prey? Why not call it Harley Quinn the movie? It does feel a little bit like the Birds of oh Prey my is, God. Is, is false advertising. Yeah, I mean, like, the they're, they're basically her sidekicks. Give me a break. Yeah, it's, you know, Birds of Prey, blah, 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 Harley Quinn. But it's she's having a moment right now, for sure. And this extends even into the comics. There's at least three... And I could be, and the internet's going to come after me if I'm wrong. So bring it, internet. At least three series at DC right now that have Harley Quinn at their core, including one of the DC Black Label books, which are the books for adults. I wonder if Bruce Tim and Paul Dini are like making a butt fuck ton of money on all this Harley Quinn shit going on because they're the original creators. They created her. She was a character from Batman the Animated Series that they. Yeah developed and then she was so popular on that cartoon dc created her in the comics made her in the you know translated her over Mm -hmm. so i'm just curious if those guys are getting a piece of all this pie you know what i mean because if not they got fucking shafted well we have the official lawyer of not nation on here and i chris i don't know what your practice covers if you do an intellectual property law but maybe you know a thing or two or seven 
Uh, very little, but I can answer a question or two. I'll answer Tom's question then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I mean, give me a little more information. Well, I don't know if they, like, signed the rights to the character away by working on the cartoon. I don't know how it was working. But I would assume well, they would have some stake in royalties of things that were done beyond the cartoon pertaining to that character that they created, no? You'd have to see the specific contract, but I got to think if they were smart, they'd keep some sort of some sort of rights in the character, or at least some a, kind of creative control. Of, yeah. yeah, especially since control, at least profits or at least yeah. get some sort of cut. Yeah. I mean, they they probably they probably are licensing the character, frankly. Yeah. They're smart. Yeah, especially since it was I think it was Siegel and Schuster had signed away their rights to Superman right. in the and by the 70s, it was these really sad stories of the both of them being flat broke. Yeah, you don't hear about that so much anymore about no. you know, artists getting completely shafted like in the Simon and Schuster and the, you know, the good old days of Motown and Barry Gordy taking everyone to the cleaners. Yeah. In fact, there were there was a session at New York Comic Con for lawyers on intellectual property for comic creators. Well, actually, that was a thrill a minute. <laughs> <laughs> They guaranteed you two legal, uh, continuing legal education credits. And uh, from my days in lawyer land, that's like gold, especially if it's the state of New York. Oh, it would have been freaking hilarious if I would have tried to get, well, it wouldn't wouldn't work for what I do, but because it'd have to be criminal law, but it, that'd be funny. Like, can I get my CLE credits for going to New York Comic Con? <laughs> oh, no. So before we get down the rabbit hole of what is Chris's profession and my former career, I have to say... I think in addition, though, to it being Harley Quinn, Watchmen was all over the place. Yeah, well, that's because they're going to be dropping that TV show. They had a whole lounge. Watchmen sponsored one of the big rooms as a lounge, and it was nice. They had places to charge your phone. They had coffee and breakfast and music and comfortable chairs. I'm like, this is more comfortable than the press room. Can I just do all my work down here? (laughs) Did they have carpet? They had carpet. And then I remembered the one benefit of the press lounge. We have our own bathrooms. Nice. Probably the biggest benefit, I would say. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) I I heard horror stories from our friend Joey from So Wizard Podcast about having to wait in line to use the bathroom. He was press. Speaking of Mr. Joey, So Wizard himself, I did get to meet them. Did you? Before Before we get into that, Kate. Did you see any Wonder Woman cosplay? Yes. Oh, okay. You know, if you want to be Wonder Woman sometime, you can tie me up and see if I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) My God, Chris, I'm loving this. This is awesome. (laughs) At least Um, least you're enjoying it. (laughs) I I am. I don't know about you two. Uh, Money and I will just sit in the corner and shrug. And observe. For the record, I'm all in on Birds of Prey. Okay, of course you are. It's Margot Robbie and you're... Yeah. Yes, and she was actually a surprise guest for a DC signing. Nice. Did you see her? Did you meet her? Did you get her autograph? Kate, Kate. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. (laughs) No, no, and no. (laughs) She was one of two big surprise guests they dropped over the weekend, the other being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's cool. I knew he showed up. That was and that was the thing that uh, Reed Pop had been teasing for about a good week before the con about a... Big guest, I'm doing air quotes, y'all can't see me, on Thursday that you want to be there on Thursday. And I'm sitting there being, with my little cynic hat on, being like, 
they're just saying this to get us to buy passes for Thursday. Little did we know we had Deadpool himself. It's pretty awesome. I wonder if he actually walked around the con floor dressed as Deadpool at some point. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, Adam Savage does it. No, I know, but I wonder if that's something I could totally picture Ryan Reynolds doing. (laughs) True story on this note. I'm walking around on Thursday, and I find a dude dressed as Maverick from Top Gun. And I love Maverick. The one cosplay I have done was I did Maverick from Top Gun. So I take a picture of this dude, throw it up on social media. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, that's John Bernthal. That's the Punisher. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that, but I'm pretty sure that's not John Bernthal. I find out later the John Bernthal was at New York Comic Con that day. He was, yep. As John Bernthal, not cosplaying. (laughs) No, no. That's actually a cosplayer named Louis Feliciano. Who is seems to be such? He ended up we ended up becoming Facebook friends afterwards. He seems like a real just nice dude. Yeah, he is. He cosplays as Punisher, and he cosplays as Shane from The Walking Dead. He does have an uncanny resemblance to John Bernthal, the actor. You know what? There was a, between him and there was a dude that looks so much like Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones that was cosplaying as Jon Snow. It's like when you look like that guy so much, you gotta commit to the bit. Yeah, and you gotta God, do it. And God bless them when they do. Right. Because you just could not be a fan of the show and you get all your friends be like, hey, you look like Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. And you're like, I hate Game of Thrones. <laughs> but- I interrupt for just one second because this is just too funny not to throw in there. So Tom put on his Facebook page, one of those silly Facebook things, you know, what celebrity do you look like? And who did you, who did you get, Tom? I forget. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. It says he looks like Chris Hemsworth. So I have a minute to kill so i try it guess what it says i i'm a 98 percent match for who michael b jordan michael b jordan. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you mean killmonger from Which black panther perfectly. yeah <laughs> those algorithms are just so spot on yeah, maybe you were very tan that in that picture i don't know I, maybe a little wind burned i said that. uh i could probably pass for fat thor from endgame maybe but uh you know, <laughs> there was a there were several, um, as I like to call them, the Thor abides. That's right. The big Thor Bowski. Mm-hmm. There were a few of those. There were there were a few Captain Marvels. There were there was a Spider-Man meme moment that I was happy to have captured. There was your normal Deadpools that just run through the crowd and cause all sorts of trouble. Of course. I'm um, wondering if one was really Ryan Reynolds, because that would have been awesome. That really would have been awesome if that was the case. <laughs> and if he um, and was our friend uh, Alina as Gwenum. Yeah, yep. she was there. Yep. She was there as Gwenum uh, one day and as Maria Hill from the comics the other day. We yep. ended up meeting up. And I say meeting up loosely because it was more like, are you still here? Come up to the press lounge. <laughs> right. So Did I you... ended up running into her and she was there as Gwenum. So, and she looked. Is that a real character? Yes. That's something she made up herself, I thought. But uh, I defer to you if nope. you know what. There's uh, Gwenum was in the uh, Spider Gwen comics. Huh. All right. Did you did you say you saw a lot of Spider Man cosplay? There was a fair bit. Oh, well, you know, you call me Spider Man. I'll spray my webs all over you. Oh my God! I knew that. I knew that was coming. Uh, I oh. met a cosplayer, Tom. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, when I went to uh, Retro World Expo 2019. Oh, cool. Well, that's a nice segue. Are we are we done talking about uh, New York? Was there any final thoughts on New York Comic Con you wanted to share with us before we move on to Retro World? Well, I did want to mention I met So Wizard very briefly. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Uh, it was pretty much a case of highs and hugs and selfies and, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Because I think they were... This was Saturday and... I know Aubrey was leaving to head back to Virginia, and I think Tom and Mark were had just about had their fill of the con. Well, that was a wonderful Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unintentional, I Joey swear. and Mark, yes. <laughs> so it was very, very quick. We just did like a little high and a selfie, and it's nice to meet you and and all that. So hopefully they was, I, I will say they were all just lovely, lovely people. Those Aubrey's the freaking cutest. She is. That, she's the queen of all nerds. She is adorable. Those are my BFFs. And and Mark seems like he's a lot of fun. I just, no, he's one of the- on our podcast. Well, we have, <laughs> there, we have a weird relationship through podcasting, but in real life, those guys are my best friends. They all, they really do all seem like very lovely people. They are. And, I would certainly, 10 out of 10, would totally con with them again. Yeah. So if they're listening, I love you three. Come on down to New York anytime. Yep. They got, they were pressed. They were there as press too. And I think they were there three out of the four days. So they were. They'll have a lot of coverage on the So Wizard podcast as well. They're starting, they've been dropping some stuff. They got some, they got some better interviews than we did. I'll just say it. Yeah. They interviewed Tim Robbins. I interviewed Mr. Susan's ex, Mr. Susan Sarandon. I am color me impressed. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I just hope that when they did interview him, they talked to him about his best role ever in any movie. That, of course, being Filzy from Howard the Duck. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I fucking <laughs> love Tim Robbins in Howard the Duck. Love him. They took. They really worked having press, and I. Seeing what they've dropped, I'm proud of what they've. I, I'm really proud of what they put together. I'm proud of what we put together too. And it's all, it's all going to start dropping in a couple of days. Um, we have a lot of video interviews to go through. We have a lot of audio interviews to go through. I'm helping out with the audio side. Oh, Plus have we, fun editing. Oh God. Uh, well. Bless Brian, my boss. He does all the video editing. I'm doing the audio side of things. God bless. <laughs> the reason this podcast does not come out weekly is because editing is the goddamn worst. Oh. And Brian and, and Brian and I both have day jobs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I have a life. If honest to God, Kate, if I didn't have high standards and I could just drop shit raw. Oh. Well, that sounded dirty. But anyway, if I could just drop the recordings as we recorded them and not tweak them at all, I'd be able to do this every week. I really would. But the problem is I have to sit there and we record for over an hour and then I have to go through it all. I have to take out all the long pauses, the ums, the ers, the uhs, you know, minimize all that stuff so it sounds clean. I got to take out any of the extra sounds that are in the background, which when D-Rock's on is mind-boggling because he loves making fucking noise and it's just you know dropping in sound drops and doing the theme and it's just it's a lot of work it's a lot just a a little inside baseball for y'all um we because we will probably be running interviews through thanksgiving 
Yikes. Because we intersperse them in with our regular schedule of reviews and TV recaps and our pot and the podcasts we host on our site. Just going by last year, we had we had New York Comic Con content running into the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, wow. Like I said, I bless my boss that he does all this video stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Cool. So hopefully next year I'll make it to New York and hang out with I you. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I would say apply for a press pass. I mean, eh, I'm not looking for that. I don't need any free handouts from them because here's the deal. And this is what I said to Joey from So Wizard. The downside to being press is then you're kind of obligated to be press and do press like things the whole time you're there. I don't want to be beholden to them. I would rather go as a fan, do my own thing. And if cool shit happens, it happens. And then I can talk about it on the podcast. I'm not big on being press. I don't, I can spend the 50 or 60 bucks on a, on a ticket. You know, I don't, I don't need a freebie that badly. And it's something that we've talked about a bit, a couple of some of us at Multiversity. Like, don't you want to just go as a fan and just walk around and be a nerd? About about next year, trying to build in a little more fun time for us so that we're not, Missing out on like that's my other thing. Derek and I were talking about this. The other reason why we don't try to do a weekly podcast is because it feels like work. Like it should be fun. You should do it when you want to do it and when it's fun. It's trying to maintain this on a weekly basis. That's like a full time job on top of your full time job. It's fucking not worth it. I'm not getting paid to do this. I do it out of the love for not nation. And believe me, I appreciate every one of you listeners out there. But god damn. You'll get it when I give it to you, and you'll like it. Everybody's got a little piece of Van Zant in them. I have said more than one person at my soon-to-be former day job, since I am, I, by the time this drops, I may be on temporary fun employment, uh, has said to uh, has said to me, um, why don't you do this comic stuff full-time? And my response is, and I think about one of my friends who is a music critic on the side out in California. He's like, I found this balance between having a day job that pays the bills and provides health insurance and takes care of my rent and just doing the music so that it's still fun for me. Right. And I thought a lot about that. I was like, you know what? If I really wanted to hustle, I could find a way to do this full time, but I fear I would lose the fun I would find in it. Right. And I agree with you 150%, Tom. It's when, you, when you're not finding that joy in what you do and it becomes just boring work, then maybe you're doing it too much. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, if, if I, I love Joey DiCarlo. Let me just say this. If it brings him joy to do all that effort and put all that into that podcast, I mean, if, if it was something you were making a good amount of money on, I could understand it. But I mean, it's just a hobby, right? I mean, I'm glad he enjoys it, but man, they record five podcasts a month with their Patreon episode that they do. I can't imagine editing five shows a month. I would want to fucking hang myself. Okay. Well, let's put a <laughs> bow on New York Comic Con and So Wizard. And, um, Sorry. Let's, let's I talk got, a little bit that, about that's, Retro World. That's what I call a tangent. We have these on Not Another Nerdy Podcast. We go on these little rants and tangents, don't we, boys? Well, to Tom's credit, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, a lot of my friends who our podcast is the only one they ever listen to and then they start listening to others, they're like, oh my God, do they all suck? The audio quality is so bad. And what, so what are you saying, they, that our audio quality sucks? 
No, our audio quality is great. Oh, yeah. No, they're well, saying that our podcast sounds really good. Well, yeah, because I put a lot of effort into it. Right, and then and, they go and they start listening to others, and they're like, I can't believe how bad they are. Because yeah, ours, for a lot of them, it's the first one they've ever listened to. I see what you're saying. Well, thank I've you. I've said that before. And, and that's why I do it. Some people actually appreciate what I do, and that's why I continue to do it. So thank you. Yeah, the sound drops and all that. Yep. Yeah, and I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Tom does a great job editing. Thank you, thank Money. He's probably the best of all the shows I listen to. Wow. Thanks, Money. You're, now you're making me blush. Aww. Unfortunately, I have to agree with D-Rock on uh, Retro World Expo. Oh, yeah? What do you mean? The convention itself is the floor space and the vendors. It's getting bigger, but the amount of people there is not getting bigger. Oh, boy. Is it a issue with promotion, you think? I just think there's only so big of an audience for this kind of uh, convention. Speaking of sound quality, there's like a weird buzzing going on now all of a sudden. That's me. I'm going to just mute when I'm not talking. That's the dehumidifier in my oh, basement. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Fair Thank enough. you. Thank you. At least you could explain what it was. Sometimes there's these mystery noises that Derek doesn't want to own up to, and it drives me fucking crazy because I think it's something on my end, and it's definitely something on his end. At one time, there was a really weird mystery noise. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, there was. Made like a sucking sound, kind of a sucking noise coming from his microphone, and I don't know what was going on over there. I'm not going to assume, but... Uh, you know what yeah. assume means you yeah. make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. All right, so anyway, so, what do you, so what's the problem with Retro World? I thought you loved that show. I do, I do. I'm just saying that the space is getting bigger and bigger, but there's not as much of a crowd there. So I'm, I'm getting worried that they're going to have to move to a smaller space. Well, won't that be better? I guess, but then it'll be more crowded because I like it being nice and spacious. You know what I mean? Well, then why are you complaining? Okay, I won't complain. <laughs> I'm just worried about the con because I, I like it. I want it to grow. I don't want it to get smaller. You know? Okay, but they, they aren't growing their fan base. They're just growing the space. The space. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm a little worried about that. But I met an awesome cosplayer at Lovely X Riot. Okay. I put those pictures. Oh, um, you actually showed content when you were at oh the convention God, you I went to? Oh, my God, I took a live Facebook Go video. fucking figure. Kate, I was, I was busting Derek's balls earlier because Derek was there and did absolutely nothing to promote the fact that he was there on any of our social media. I think she's still on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm just trying to think of something witty, but not being bitchy to say. <laughs> nah, that's okay. You can let your bitch flag fly. We're all friends here. But no, we, say we had a great time. I went with DJ. Deli John. Uh, one of my friends from work, Eric, also went with us. Nice. And one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about, Tom, was um, there's a new bar, Retro Arcade, down in Southington, Connecticut, opening up. It's called Gamecraft. Okay. And I've been following them on Facebook and Instagram. Is that and they had a Southington, Connecticut, USA, Earth, Milky Way? Yes. And I've been interacting with them on Facebook and Instagram, and they had a booth at Retro Expo. Very cool. And I met the guys, and I gave them a couple cards for business, and they were like, holy shit, we know you guys. What? Yeah. 
They Come know us. On. You're famous or infamous. <laughs> I would say infamous. How do they how do they know us exactly? Just from interaction on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Oh, okay. So they don't they I don't... mean maybe they listened to the show, but they knew who we were. Wow. Okay. Like right away. And like my buddy Eric was like, Holy shit, they know who you are? And I'm like, Yeah, dude, they're local and stuff. So it's called Gamecraft. It's gonna be a new bar, retro arcade with only local craft beers and local craft Ooh. cocktails. That's pretty they're cool. They're gonna be opening soon. And they're going to have ritual arcades, and it's going to be freaking awesome. And the guys want to do something with us. That's when they awesome. Open. I All think right. that's great. Maybe we'll go down there and record a podcast live there. That's what we were talking about with them. That'd be fun. So you can that follow sounds- them uh, at Gamecraft Arcade, all one word, on Instagram, Twitter, and find them on Facebook at Gamecraft Arcade. And tell them not another nerdy podcast sent you. Absolutely. I got a couple of coasters from them. I got a couple pins. Uh, like I said, I gave them. I am literally following them on Instagram as we speak. And Sweet. it looks they say they're opening late fall 2019. Nice. Yeah, it should be anytime soon. They're having a little problem with some of the crap, you know, when you open up a bar. So. Sure. Licensing but, um, and all that. Yeah. Of course, DJ had a DJ moment. He kind of like stuck his uh, foot in his cartridge. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> We blow it out. <laughs> he's he's uh, talking to the guys with me, and he goes, "Is this like Dave and Buster's?" Oh boy! And the guy was like, "Well, I guess, but it's not corporate, and it's all local craft cocktails and yeah. beers." And DJ was like, "Oh, so no Budweiser?" Oh my god! <laughs> so I kind of pushed him out of the way and I go, DJ, look, go over there. Go just go look at that booth. Go look DJ, at that. look, something shiny. Yeah, yeah, something shiny. DJ, go look at the flowers. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I think I see Lily. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Poor Deli John. It sounds pretty similar. There's a bar in Williamsburg here called Barcade, and it sounds very similar to that. And I think and I like that place. So I think this place is gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's cool. not that far for me. What's that about? Maybe an hour? Southington's about an hour, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's nothing. So check them out and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. When they open up, uh, we're going to try to do something with them, uh, with the podcast. And they were awesome. Awesome. So are you going to go back to Retro World next year if they have it? Yeah. Did yeah. you see Iron Mike there? Oh, yeah. Farmer? Of course. Yeah. Him and his brother. and this. I've gone, every year I've gone, I've gone on Sunday, and I feel like I've seen the same people every time. Oh, boy. So... He got jobbed out again. Yeah, he did. I heard. Yeah. You saw that this year there was an actual title belt, right? Yep. What are what you going to do? do? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still recommend you go to the con. I just, like I said, it's, I don't feel like there's enough people going to it that it can grow. I want it to, but. Well, hopefully you know. there's enough people that it can sustain what it's already doing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, this is the first year I didn't go as press, so. Mm-hmm. I had to pay. Well, that's okay. But, At least you helped. Then you helped them. Yeah. You, you yeah. didn't get I mean, in I for I bought a free. t-shirt. I bought a bunch of stuff. Um, I have a great time at that kind of year. So. Cool. And for Librarian Kate, Southington is what? Probably about an hour, right? I'll get Mr. Librarian Kate to come out. He likes video games. He'll play the video games I'll drink. Nice. Yeah, it's probably right in the middle of us, actually. Between... Yeah. yeah. So that's where we'll have to meet so that Chris can try out some of these pickup lines in person. Oh, my God. You think I could actually do do this in real life? <laughs> Not if library, Mr. Librarian Kate's there. You can't. 
after a couple of those craft beers. Yeah, my tolerance isn't what it used to be, that's for sure. Oh, my God, you guys, I almost forgot. You know what happened? Big fucking breaking news. Well, it's not breaking anymore because everyone knows about it, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Since the last time we recorded, they finally fucking figured out Spider-Man. Sony and Disney came to an agreement, and Spider-Man is staying in the MCU. How fucking amazing is that? Everybody kissed and made up. Finally. Which I quite... Which I quite frankly saw coming. This, yeah. this is a this screamed from the get go negotiation tactic. Yeah. But I think it was nice to see everyone kiss and make up. And I heard a rumor that some of this was down to Tom Holland calling up Sony and being, "Hey guys, come on, come yep. on, let, let's." Let, Apparently, uh, let me he, he contacted Bob Iger at Disney and the guys at Sony, and he said, "I want to be, I want my character in the MCU. Make this happen. Make it work." And so they went back to the table and they followed the star's lead. So good on him, Tom Holland. Good job. Yep. So is it one more solo movie and one more team up? Is that what it is? Yeah, but yeah, it's... that's kind of what irritates me about no, the whole thing. Is it's, d- it's yeah. weird. Don't be that's irritated. That's two more Spider. No, you know, that's not all we Spider-Man get. Movie. No, stop. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. That's all that's left on Tom Holland's contract. Yeah. They're going to obviously extend him, and then it re- it'll get renegotiated again. By then, Disney may own fucking Sony, so it won't matter. Or Apple will own Sony. Right, right. Apple. Yeah. Well, guess what? If Apple buys Sony, the rights go back to Disney. That's the rule. Exactly. So exactly. Spider-Man may and, be back at Disney either way. And truth be told, if for some reason we only get that one movie or two movies with Spider-Man, we've got another character waiting in the wings that can ascend to that role. That's right. We've got uh, Night Monkey. Is that what you're talking about? Night Monkey? That's not what I was talking about. I was going to say uh, Alina as (laughs) Spider-Gwen. Yeah. That would be cool. Hey, now. I was going to say Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Kamala Khan's having a moment. She's going to be the, she's getting her own TV show. She's going to be, she's going to be a, very big player in the event Marvel and the Avengers video game. If it came down to that, Marvel would be stupid to not slide her in to a more front-facing role. Mm-hmm. I don't know a damn thing about that character. I don't. Me either. I I know she has like a big giant hand in all the pictures <laughs> I've seen of her. Like, is she she has the same powers as Mister Fantastic? Is that what's happening there? Well, sort of, and I apologize, I've got that buzzing noise in the background again, but this leads perfect into my recommendation for you, Tom, is to sit down and pick up the Ms. Marvel series. Here we go. Okay. Do you know, the last comic book I read, Kate, was the finale of Walking Dead, and that was only because it was the last issue. I have not (laughs) read comics in a very long time, Kate. I'm out of the loop. Well, if you find yourself with some free time on your hands... And I know you've got young daughters. This would be a perfect thing for the three of you to read, to, for your kid, you and your kids to read together. Oh, sure. Bring the kids into it and make me feel <laughs> obligated. Damn it. <laughs> I'm just trying. Do they, just are they collected? Hold on. Are her stories collected in trade paperbacks? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh, you're, you, you'll want to look for anything written by G. Willow Wilson, because okay. that series is all concluded and they're collected in trade. They're probably at this point all on Marvel Unlimited if you have that. But that'll be my recommendation to you, for to you and to the rest of Not Nation is go read G. Willow Wilson's Ms. Marvel. Okay. And when you're done with that, you can read The Magnificent Ms. Marvel, which is the current ongoing series. And that's picked up by Saladin Ahmed and 
forgive me, I am blanking on the artist's name, but start with the G. Willow Wilson series because that's really where you get the character's origin story. All right, so tell me what her deal is. What are Does she just have a giant hand? Like, what is her powers? She can pretty much, she can shrink, she can embiggen. That's what she does. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And certain, just certain parts of herself? or She, she can do certain parts and her whole body. Chris, I know you're thinking of a pickup line. <laughs> Say it. Just call me Reed Richards. Reed Richards, because I'm stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> she's an inhuman, essentially. Okay, all right. So she's she gets the first issue. She's she sneaks out to a party. She gets exposed to the Terrigen Mist, and she becomes an inhuman. Okay. So her powers go from there. I get it now. All right, cool. And what's her personality like? Is she kind of like a Peter Parker, like young? trying to find her way with her superpowers kind of a thing. Exactly as you've just described it. Okay, I she's, like that. She's a teenager. She's trying to find her way with her superpowers. She's also Muslim, so she is trying to marry being a contemporary American teenager with the culture of her parents. Okay. Uh, and I will say it's handled in a very delicate way. I um, it is. That's Willow controversial. Wilson, writer. I'm sorry. I said that could be a controversial topic in today's day and age. It could. And it's actually, there's been a lot of articles written about the way the series has integrated her faith and her culture and how it's been a tool for educating folks about the Muslim faith. Cool. Um, I learned a lot. Nice. And just on bonus side note, she's from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey originally, so it's like us Jersey homegirls got to stick together. That's right. Kindred spirits. Kindred spirits. There there are some in-jokes throughout the series that, as someone who is a New Jersey native, certainly made me chuckle and made me smile. And it was those little touches that sort of won me, uh, that definitely helped to win me over. But does Does the ongoing joke about Jersey smelling bother you? I'm used to it. You know, the, the gotta, whole kiss her, where, live, kiss her where it stinks, take her to New Jersey, That you know, the shit like that. I grew up near an oil refinery. I smelled a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> the way the wind blew some days, trust me. <laughs> but uh, that's my recommendation to Not Nation. Cool. If you want something fun to read, and especially if you have kids, you have preteen or teen girls, you want to sit down and introduce them to comics, Read comics with them. Get them G. Willow Wilson's Ms. Marvel. Okay. I I will listen to your recommendation, Kate. Uh, you know what? I'm going to buy the Miss Marvel trade paperback for my daughter for Christmas. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. I don't know what else we have to talk about. Uh, any other breaking news that we didn't cover? Anything else? Any, any other big announcements coming out no. of New York? <laughs> Money's like, we've been recording for two hours. Let's finish. Yeah, I don't care. I'm off tomorrow. Oh, all right. Truth be told, that this was compared to San Diego Comic Con. This was a very low key con. Yeah, and we've been debating this amongst our staff. It's like, what? Why did this seem? Why didn't your Comic Con seem low key? And Brian, my boss, made this perfect point that there are publishers these days that can have other vehicles for making major announcements. So, for example, Marvel's got Disney. They can use D twenty three to debut all their shows. Right. Image Comics has their own Image Expo where they can announce their big series. 
if DC's going to do something big, especially if it's around Batman, they've got Batman Day, for heaven's sake. And you also have the opportunity to release your stories early to some places like The Hollywood Reporter or to Entertainment Weekly. So the idea of throwing down a big announcement at New York Comic Con is you almost were, you almost don't want to because you feel like you get lost in the shuffle. And that was definitely something we've noticed. We've gotten other stories from other publishers that have sort of slipped out, be like, yeah, we kind of announced this at New York Comic Con, but we're going to tell you now because everything else got lost in the din of the con. Right. They did release the newest trailer for the Picard series at New York yes. Comic Con, and that looks fucking awesome. Yes, definitely. I'm excited for that. They also released a teaser trailer, and again, this is probably just appealing to me, so please indulge me. They did release a teaser trailer for season five of Outlander on Stars, and that excites me. <laughs> okay. But it was really just a very kind of low-key, quiet sort of con where it was celebrating everything that's currently ongoing as opposed to trying to come up with the next big thing and the next big thing and the next big thing. We called, I called San Diego Comic-Con a sort of like a Vegas-style buffet of awesome. Right. And New York Comic-Con was kind of like, you've eaten at the buffet and now you're kind of relaxing with a drink at the bar. Let's face it, the whole thing was low-key because me and Tom weren't there. It's true. You were both missed. I will say that you were I know Tom had plans to attend and life got in the way for various reasons. Tom, you were missed. Thank you. I will be there next year, I promise. You too, Money. Uh, maybe. But not Chris Todd. Actually, no, I'm not going to be there next year because I'm going to uh, Rose City Comic Con in September. So, sorry. <laughs> well, you will be missed. Hey, at least when I go to Rose City, I'll post a picture. Awesome. Yes, please do. But maybe Chris maybe Chris Todd will go next year. That'd be fun. See, it's a possibility that I go, and I might. I could be talked into it. But see, Comic-Cons and all these cons have one thing in common. They have the one thing in the world that I hate more than anything else. People. And, no, lines. Oh, I yeah. can't fucking stand standing in line right. all the time. Yeah. It's. I lose all my patience, which I don't have a lot of to begin with. So I just hate standing in line for anything. It's probably why I spend so much time doing shit that requires me to be nowhere near anything that has a line in it. Right. There was one point on Saturday about 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. I ducked out of the press lounge. Just like, I'll walk around, stretch my legs, take some pictures. 15 minutes later, I was running back like, I'm getting a Starbucks. I'm hiding in the press lounge till we have to leave for our staff drink up. And that's, I'm not leaving. I am not leaving there. I, I've had enough of people. Yeah, it's just a sea of people. You see, money, you want to talk about Retro World not having enough people to fill the space. It's the exact opposite for New York Comic Con. They cram too many people in that convention. Oh, center. I agree 100%. That's why yeah. I haven't gone the last few years. Yeah. Yep. And yep. it doesn't help as well. And maybe Derek mentioned this, but uh, there's a good chunk of the Javits that's closed for construction where they've traditionally had artist alleys. So it is. A lot of people in a heck of a lot less space. Now, and is that going to be sorted out by next year, you think? Are they going to have that? D-Rock said 2030. Wow. It's dragging. He was joking. It's just going to... Those projects always it's take dragging. a long time, but... It's dragging. It's yeah. definitely dragging on, and I'm hoping it's done sooner rather than later because it, it is... supposed to be next year, 2020. Yeah. But now... So I'm going to say 2021 at the earliest. I, I think... You know, we, we're 
with the Javits, you're at the mercy of the Javits Center, and I'm sure the state of New York and the city of New York as well. So I'd love to see it next year because next year is the 15th anniversary of New York Comic Con, but realistically, it's going to be 2021 at the earliest, I think. Wow. It's going to be 15 years next year? Yeah. You know, I actually had a table at the very first New York Comic Con, Kate. I, I was, remember I was that. I was in Artist's Alley. <laughs> How crazy is that? I remember that because we put our stuff we bought behind your table. You certainly did. <laughs> you used me like a cheap whore. Oh. <laughs> used and abused you. <laughs> And I got to hang out with Peter Laird of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fame. His table was, like, right behind mine, so I was hanging out with him. And uh, Alex Saviak, famous Spider-Man artist. He had a great run on the old Web of Spider-Man comic series. He was right next to me. I was rubbing elbows with him, rubbed elbows with Peter David, famous writer. Uh, yeah, it was a great... Probably rubbed more than elbows. It was a great experience. I had a lot of fun at that. And that was when New York Comic Con was small enough that I could actually be a vendor there. Because now, you for fucking forget it. <laughs> no way. I wouldn't see an artist's alley table in that place. And if I did, it would cost me probably $1,000. So, Hey, Tom, can I throw in a tiny bit of breaking news? Sure, I'll take it. Welcome. For a special news report. I don't know if it's too huge, but apparently Marvel dropped a trailer for a new game for Avengers Damage Control this morning. Yes, yep. Which apparently is going to tie into the MCU and is going to bring back Ultron. Really? And that's going to be continuity with the MCU movies? That's what they seem to be implying by this article I'm reading right now. Crazy. Did you hear anything about this, Kate? I heard about a Marvel Avengers game, but not this one specifically. And I, quite frankly, I don't keep up on video game news. I rely on Mr. Librarian, Kate, for that. And I think he's already in bed, so probably I will hear about this tomorrow. (laughs) It says that the character you play uses a suit designed by Shuri, and you fight alongside Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, the Wasp, and more. Wow. And that you're taking on a villain who already wreaked havoc in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So okay. they're implying that Ultron is coming back. No kidding. That'll be interesting. It will be. And one other thing not related to any sort of breaking news, but just kind of a funny, funny not nation story. So a few weeks ago, Money put a picture on Facebook when he was at the Big E with Deli. Well, you're with Deli John, right? Yes. Yeah, and Lily, and there's another woman in the picture, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, she looks very familiar. And about a second later, I said, oh, yeah, she works at the radio station upstairs from my office. There you go. So, so Last one, Lily works there as well. Yeah. So Small I happen, world. I happened to see her in the, the park across from our office building. Dunkin' Donuts was giving away free coffee that wasn't very good, frankly, and gift cards, which were good. <laughs> And I went up to her. I'm like, we have friends in common. And she gave me this look. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, there's a picture of you with Jay Money and Deli John. It took her a second. And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. They have real names. Yeah. So uh, we talked for a second. And, of course, I directed her to episode 63, the cartridge blowing episode. Because that's where everyone should start with, with not another nerdy podcast. <laughs> I threw that episode on the other day. I was walking to I, a couple of friends of mine in New York had a 
cigar and martini social one Friday night and I'm walking to the, the bar where we're having it. And at one point, and I got to the point, that incident, let's just say, and I was laughing so hard. There was a doorman that asked me if I was all right. Cause I'm <laughs> listening to this as I'm walking and like, ma'am, are you all right? It's like, it's okay. I'm okay. That is a, that is a classic. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. A little bit of that nation bringing the world together. See that? As Look, we do. Look at that. The great unifiers. Yeah, great. I agree. We're one big happy family. I'm looking yeah. at my, uh, right now, my computer, Tom. I have pictures from New York Comic Con 2006. Wow. I think that's as far as I go back. I definitely have 2006. What would the first year have been? 2004? No. 2005. Next uh, year is the 15th. Yeah. Okay, so this is the second year. I have pictures from the second year. There you go. I have them right here. I have a bunch of pictures from the first year, but it's basically pictures of me at the artist alley table with all the creators around. Uh, I have pictures of me with cosplayers. Of course you do. Well, that's that's something you'll never forget. Oh, yeah, it was Having... awesome. Hey, Kate. Yes? How about I be two-faced and we can have a three-way? Oh! Oh, my God. Ooh. Okay, I'll go for it. Oh, hey now. <laughs> Look at that. Not, not Nation bringing people together all over the place. <laughs> Nobody tell Mr. Librarian Kate, okay? We're matchmakers on this podcast. It's all in good fun, Mr. Librarian Kate. That's right. It's okay. He doesn't listen to podcasts in You're general. Right. <laughs> Chris is just her podcast boyfriend. It doesn't count. <laughs> so... All right. Well, on that note, why don't we do recommendations? Kate, you already recommended Miss Marvel. Yes, I did. And let's go with Mr. Christopher Todd. What do you want to recommend to Nation? Oh, I don't know. I've been on vacation for two weeks, so I don't really have much to much to recommend. I'm not going to steal your your obvious one, Tom. But the Good Place started up, and I'm a big fan of that show. So That's if you've never seen show. it, catch up on the first three seasons pretty quick. Um, yeah, same- this is the final season, is yeah. it not? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're wrapping up the story. Same guy, one of the creators of The Office, or one of the head writers from The Office. Excellent show, funny as hell, great story. Great characters. I highly recommend that. Cool. How about you, Money Money? I recommend Tom watches Bumblebee. It's been out for almost a year now. <laughs> I will. I said <laughs> earlier. Love of dear God. I said earlier I will watch it. Dr. Bill's the same way. He says he's going to watch it on HBO. I will watch it. Is it on HBO? No. Not yet. All right. I'll, I will watch it, I promise. You want me to send you a digital code? Sure. If you send me that, it'll probably make me watch it. Uh. <laughs> He's like, oh, now i got to find it. All right, well, you well, never I... watched my eye, Tanya, I that know. I gave you. Did uh, you? No. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Mm. I'm a busy man, money. I have three fucking children and a wife. Okay, that's fine. I have some pictures on here I could of D-Rock. I could really embarrass him. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I don't want to see those. So, two. Be a political namer. Yeah. Oh, go. Oh. So, so this is tiny bit. I was just searching through my cable to see if Bumblebee had made it to any of the pay channels yet. Yeah. And when you search for B-U-M-B-L-E, the first thing that comes up is Bumblebee. And the second thing that comes up is a movie called Bumblefuck USA. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I'm more likely to watch Bumblefuck USA than I am to watch Bumblebee. 
If I could be the perfectly honest, the description is a you. young Dutch woman travels to Iowa to come to terms with the suicide of a gay friend. So that sounds cheery. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely not watch that. I will watch Bumblebee. Ah, sounds so, sad. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, had to tell you that because it was funny. All right. Well, I want to recommend because it's dropping as I speak. As I'm recording on Thursday night, October the 10th, it is dropping, ladies and gentlemen. El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, is dropping on Netflix. The story of Jesse continues beyond Walt, and I, it takes place after the finale of Breaking Bad, and I can't wait to fucking watch this movie and see what's going on. They did have a little booth experience at New York Comic Con that I, again, when you're pressed, sometimes you, you're so focused on working that you end up missing some of these things, but I discovered it Sunday as I was leaving. <laughs> it's awesome. And had I known that in advance and had I known that you were such a fan, oh. uh, I would have gone in and got some photos for you. Oh, that would have been awesome. All right, that's okay, though. Thank you. Are you a Breaking Bad fan? Mr. Librarian Kate is, actually. I've watched like a couple episodes with him. He's the bigger fan, and I've so gotten... Good. um. A couple years ago at New York Comic Con, Giancarlo Esposito was there, and I did oh. get an autograph for him. Gus Fring. Gus Fring. <laughs> yes. He's still on. He's still on Better Call Better Saul. Call. Yeah. Thank you. Which doesn't come back till next. Yeah, he year. was on the boat, and he was on Amazon's The Boys, which I will also recommend if you have not watched. If you like subversive superheroes, but this is not a show you're going to want you're you're going to want to make sure the kids are in bed and you are not going to want to watch this show at work. Mhm. Sex and violence galore. All the good stuff. Oh, so it's kind of like breaking bed. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't wait to find out what's going on with Jesse Pinkman cuz he's like my well, I mean I love all the characters in Breaking Bad, but he was one of my favorites. And when does it come out? It's out now. If you go to Netflix right now, it should be there. El Camino? It's, yeah. I don't know. Sorry, it I'm looking. I just haven't seen it. It dropped. Well, let me. I'm going to check now. I'm going to grab my. Well, anyway, by the time through my here. new releases, and I haven't seen it yet. Well, the good news is, by the time by the time you hear this episode, it'll be it will be on Netflix. Well, next season will be on. That's right. Exactly. The second Breaking Bad movie will be on by then. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. We're not going to recommend the Blacklist. I will recommend The Blacklist. That has also returned, but I was more excited to recommend El Camino. But yeah, you should also check out The Blacklist. And uh, what would you think of it so far, Chris? Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a slow start. Yeah, I'm not a predictable. What happened in that episode? Yeah, but. I'm not. Uh, I'm not thrilled with the direction it's taking. But it's The Blacklist, so I'll watch, and I'm sure they'll twist it around and surprise me by the end of the season. Where they're going, it's, it's got to be closer to the end than the beginning at this point. There's not well, there's, there's not, not, not many, many not many other avenues they can explore at this point. You know. Yeah, exactly. Now that they've released or revealed Elizabeth's mother to be alive, Masha's mother, that you know. Well, we don't know if she is. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. A, Could be a red herring. You're right. We'll see. We'll find we'll out. See. We will find out. And exactly. Walking Dead is back. Anybody catch the season premiere of that? I did. I did. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I, I, it's getting back on track. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of setup, but I see where they're going with it, and I'm digging it. I like that they got rid of the Carol-Ezekiel romance. I was never a fan of that. Well. So. 
We'll see. It should be good. It's weird seeing Negan like out and about interacting with them like, hey, did you guys forget I bashed the heads in of your fucking friends? It's very fucking strange. Well, from the looks they give them, nobody's forgotten. Yeah, I know. But I mean, why would you even want to be fucking hanging out in the same area with him, like with him not behind bars? It's very strange. But we'll see how that progresses as well. Anything else, anyone? Well, once again, thank you guys for having me. It's always a joy to come talk with all y'all. Thank you for coming on, Kate, and giving us a true recap of New York Comic Con. <laughs> you got a little uh, behind-the-scenes inside baseball from someone who is actually working it. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's stuff you're not going to get anywhere else, not nation. <laughs> so, Hey, Kate, call me Voldemort. I want to slither in. Oh, man. Ooh, I think that one. A Harry Potter one. Oh, God. <laughs> Get the literary reference in at the end, Chris. <laughs> points, extra points for that, Chris. And that's it. That's all I got. So, once again, on behalf of my magical and mental co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. I still don't have a good sign-off. <laughs> Our very special guest, Miss Librarian Kate. Love you all. Get a library card. And the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money. I got married in 2007. I have all these pictures on my computer. What? <laughs> what? Well, I have pictures of Lily from 2007. <laughs> so random, I can't even. Random. <laughs> Bless your heart, J Money. And of course, <laughs> and, and of course, D Rock, who uh, couldn't stick around. But thanks for your report on New York Comic Con as well. My name is Tom Van Zant. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 73. A very long fucking episode. I feel like dinner in a podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> not, that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. Did you say that out loud, Tom? I know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's not a criticism, Steve. Don't get mad at me. Until next time. Bye-bye. 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 Hi, y'all. <laughs> nah, no thanks. Did I just hear Derek? Yeah, I'm here. I'm watching a big commercial. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> I'm watching a local grocery store commercial. <laughs> school i go i go watch tv while I'll talk to you guys but you guys can't hear the tv so i could be watching porn right now and you wouldn't even know it oh are you watching porn and not telling us <laughs> you'll never know <laughs> well, in my mind you are and it's girl on girl for some so, reason it's, it's, a so, it's it's a so wizard porn <laughs> three three podcasters one hotel room <laughs> This is a momentous occasion. You actually have me awake before 11 o'clock. So. I, I know. Uh, I don't know why money's not picking up. He's messaging me. Well, tell him to answer the fucking Skype call. What the fuck's he doing? I told him I didn't know you were recording, and he said, Tom didn't tell you? I said, no, Tom didn't tell me you were recording. And then I told him I thought that he was doing a new show with all big employees. Oh, my God. Stop being a douche and tell him to get on here. <laughs> Yo, there he is. What are you doing? Hashtag Kate is great. Ooh, I like how you just slid that in there.